Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show with Bush and Richie, day four of the Dave Berry, Matt Dyson holiday. Some might say it's day nine, as they were in Los Angeles uh, the week before. But uh, Lord the holiday up. continues, and here we are. Joe, you know, we need a, we need a more modern version of accusing someone of being Judith Chalmers <laughs> for holidays. What is it? Who does it now? The Irish guy does double glazing adverts. He doesn't do holiday stuff anymore. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Craig Doyle. Craig Doyle. Good recall. I Nikki feel... Chapman. Does it... I wouldn't say her programme's a holiday programme. That's all about whether you stay in Australia, stay here or move to Australia. She yeah. gets to go to Australia, though, doesn't she? A lot, yeah. Oh, yes. And we know how that particular decision panned out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We need a more modern up-to-date... Cause I say Judith Chalmers, and this is not one for the kids, is it's it? It's not anymore, no. Please let us know, 8, 12, 15. Uh, meanwhile, you know, what day was it we were talking about terrible starts? Uh, it was the first day of the week, Monday. Beginning of the week. I think I'm, I, I, on Thursday, may have trumped it all now with my <laughs> start to this morning. I don't know if you seen it. 5.33am a crucial point of the morning where we're about to, Richie and I are about to sit down and decide what we're going to do. You were walking down the hallway actually saying, right, let's all sit down and get this show sorted. And then I dropped me porridge. <laughs> oh. A big bowl, a massive bowl, patiently waited for it to cook away uh, and I've bought some organic porridge which has got bigger oats in it, which I thought would be beneficial until you try and get it out of a <laughs> carpet here. Uh, Absolute Radio HQ. So I've dropped the bowl. The bowl's smashed in two. It's gone up the side of the printer. The printer's not working as well. No, it's a calamity. That's not one. your fault. That's not my fault, but I'm, I'm probably going to cop some flack for that as well. Uh, and then it's gone up the side of the walls. And uh, I've been on my hands and knees scrubbing it. Producer Adem's been hoovering up wet, sticky porridge. It's awful. Uh, as, a, as a bystander who didn't really move from his chair when it happened. He didn't get up. He actually, <laughs> sorry, no, no, he did get up. He got up to take a photo <laughs> of me doing it. And then I sat back down. Thanks for that. Uh, but I'll tell you what it does look like. You know when you're, like, walking the next day and you see on the pavement someone's had an incident the night before? Oh. It just it just looked like vom. It, it really, really did. did, yeah. It took me back to um, my school days if someone had a bit of a pass-out in assembly. <laughs> the worst thing is, there's if, I know they're going to have some meetings down there later on because it's right by where the seats are where all the bosses sit yeah. in the morning for the briefing. That's going to stink. There's, it's going to stink. There's milk on it. There's porridge still stuck to the side of the boxes <laughs> of the printer paper. <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to quite... You know, I've never coined a phrase before in my life but I think I've dropped me porridge <laughs> it, it could be a phrase so if you've, you've messed up today don't say oh I've mucked up whatever use the phrase I've dropped me porridge and let us know about it Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. ESPN's Harry Reekey has tweeted to say, pre-milk though, Bush, every cloud. No, no, not pre-milk. It's, it's post-milk. It's a very good observation. Uh, I thought this myself, and a bloke called Pete on Twitter said it does look a little bit undercooked. So if I'd have cooked it properly, I wasn't happy with the kind of setting of the, of the porridge because I got <laughs> bored weighing at the microwave, but I thought we need to get on with our meeting. Yes, and it's I think true. If, if I'd have cooked it properly, it would have stayed and congealed better and wouldn't have gone everywhere. <laughs> Easier to clean. Uh, F, uh, Danny McMoomin says, Bush, you've got a lovely compo face. <laughs> Because Richie took a photo of me kneeling down by it. And I do look like I've, I'm in the local paper. It's a it? little bit. Uh, it's a little bit local paper. You look like a vicar that's just had lead 
taken from his roof or something or other. <laughs> this man, uh, yeah. Andy Bush, 42, <laughs> from Leon C, annoyed. Uh, and then our boss Paul is up, which is a nightmare, so he's tweeted about it. And the, the issue is, is that last night, um, if you follow me on Twitter, at Bush on the radio, I was talking about, I had a glass of whiskey before I went to bed. Five to night. 11. Five I, to I 11. Time. Sometimes it's just nice to have a tipple before you go to bed, isn't it? When you're getting up at four? <laughs> Not really, yeah, I know. I'm a bit of a maverick. And it's backfired now, because uh, Paul, our boss, has said, uh, you should have gone to bed and stopped drinking uh, whiskey when I told you to. <laughs> Which means he thinks I've got, like, the shakes. So, as far as Thursdays go, this is a nightmare. And Lindsay in Southend says, my husband put a shelf up over the stairs yesterday. It had my collection of little houses from Amsterdam, a full bottle of beer from the Heineken Museum and a beer stein from his best man's gift. The whole lot came crashing down the stairs whilst we were watching the telly. Glass and beer everywhere. He definitely dropped the porridge. Good use of the phrase. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Duncan from Bolton says, Richie, does your Google Home Mini tell you if your popcorn chicken is a side or not? Now, look. Point. Let's quash this, OK? This is... This is an argument that's been brewing and rumbling on since yesterday's show. It's an argument that that came out of nowhere right at the end of yesterday's show. I wasn't prepared for it. Uh, you and you and Emma haven't spoken, as far as I can tell, this morning, have you? <laughs> we haven't spoken properly this morning. It's very frosty in here. We did speak after this argument. I tell you what, let's, let's quickly revisit what happened at the back end of yesterday's show. Uh, this is Richie talking about having his tea at KFC. What side do you have? What uh, do you go for? Always popcorn chicken. As a side? Yes. Chicken on chicken. Chicken upon chicken, Richie. If you go to KFC, you obviously like chicken, so what is the problem with having a second piece of chicken? <laughs> yeah. Why would I want corn on the cob if I've gone to a chicken place? I might, I might go to my Italian restaurant and say, can I have a lasagna with a side of pizza, please? <laughs> Same principle. Don't see what's wrong with that. He doesn't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> I think chicken is your main, and then your gravy, your coleslaw, your chips, your corn on the cob, they're your sides. If That's I've gone... <laughs> For fried chicken, I don't want coleslaw. You just want fried chicken? Yes. Not even chips? I'd have chips. Chips would be my second side. <laughs> Not chicken. How's this argument happened? I feel like I'm in, in uh, a restaurant on holiday and mum and dad are arguing. I literally don't know how this argument has brewed up. Yeah, and I feel it's quite unresolved because there's been, uh, I don't know, to and fro on Twitter all night about it, really. There has been to and fro on Twitter, as you say, all night. Uh, this was right at the end of yesterday's show, so suddenly the show ended in a, in a frosty mood. None of us had the chance to discuss this. I don't think anyone has budged from their position. Emma, you still feel the same way you did yesterday? Yes, and I would say most of Twitter is behind me. Oh, oh I would absolutely disagree with this. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty, I don't know, quite vehement, and I would say... Slightly tilting towards that um, you may have an inaccurate description of what a side is. I don't think so. I think I think what we need to do properly is is invite a new debate on this now. It would be inappropriate with Emma being two minutes thirty away from a news bulletin for me to argue and question her right now. You're doing this for her. But once that's done, <laughs> she's just a normal person, and we'll rehave this argument. Gloves are off after half six. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. Pete says, uh, Richie's wrong. Popcorn chicken is not a side. It's a meal. Emma is 100% correct. Yes. Uh, Jim Lee says, I'm with Emma on this. I always choose chips and gravy and coleslaw as sides because they are sides. Correct. <laughs> uh, for a balanced debate, Ian says, I wholeheartedly agree with Richie. Popcorn chicken is not a main meal. It's a viable side order. It's like a cheeseburger at McDonald's can be a side for me too, says Ian. Uh, mm. What? Can it? 
I'm not sure. I'm just not. These people eating like this is just. They need to get con- the like cheeseburgers a are quite small these days. Cheeseburger on the side. You need to control yourself, mate. Uh, and Jess <laughs> says <laughs> two different orders of chicken, mate. I want three. I'm chucking some hot wings on the side as well. And I think he realises the thing. They specialise in chicken, so why is it a problem? This is this is quite unbelievable. Uh, again, no one's agreeing. This is almost like civil war type stuff going on here. Uh, Stony says on Twitter, it's quite simple. Do a Twitter poll. Fine with that. So we'll put a little twenty minutes on it, all right, or even ten minutes. Should we do ten minutes? Quick ten minutes. If you're on Twitter, have a look at Absolute Radio. There's a little box for ticking yes or no. It's a, little, a bit like a referendum. This uh, choose wisely. Uh, let's take a quick opinion from the phones. Uh, Nick's hanging on. Uh, chicken on chicken, it's fine, right? If you're in a KFC, there's absolutely nothing wrong with double chicken. I'm not a chicken man myself, but you're going to a chicken restaurant, Richie. Of course, double chicken is fine. What, what concerns me more is the fact that gravy and sweet corn have been mentioned. They have got no place on any dinner plate. Hey, what? Don't open up a whole new front on the war here. I mean, surely if you have one thing as the main, though, you can't have that then as a side on top. It it doesn't work as a side. You're missing Nick's point. I think you can when you're going into a place that is called Kentucky Fried Chicken. But you have If you ever go to a pizza restaurant, you have the pizza as the main and then the side's something different, surely. Once again, I disagree, and I'm sorry that you're having to listen to this, Nick. Sorry about Uh, this, Nick. (laughs) Look at Domino's. You order a Domino's pizza, you ask for garlic bread, they'll give you garlic bread in the form of a second pizza. All right, uh, Nick. Richie and I are your parents. Whose house do you want to stay in this weekend? Richie's house with his double chicken or mine where you can only have one chicken? Bush, it's all about the C word and I'm staying at Richie's place. Chicken on chicken, anytime, sir. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Paula Wright says, I think popcorn chicken is a chaser rather than side. You need to get a grip. Love the way of looking at it as a chaser. I'm not having that as a chaser. <laughs> there is a problem. There has been a problem with our Twitter poll. We asked the question, <laughs> is popcorn chicken a side or a main? Yes or no? Which, <laughs> admittedly, it's confused a lot of people. <laughs> now, I think uh, I've taken a note. 54%, 54% have voted yes at that point. Oh, really? Before the question was <laughs> rephrased. I'm not happy about that because I lost all my old support <laughs> yes. when the poll was reposted and now I'm losing. We, we do have a constitutional <laughs> issue here, so have a look on Twitter at Absolute Radio and vote now. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. And the results are in. That's right. So I want you to imagine uh, me stood between uh, Emma and Richie, the son of the main stage, as t- camera crews around, local press, that kind of thing. Emma, how are you feeling before the vote's announced? Feeling OK? Um, I'm nervous, but hopeful. Here we go. So the vote was, the question was, is yep. popcorn chicken a side or a main? Yay or nay, yes or no, we've been asking you. A lot of people have voted on this. Thanks for getting involved, including one guy who actually... One guy called James has joined Twitter... Just to be able to vote. I love that. Welcome to Twitter. <laughs> Welcome to 2019 there, James. It's been going on for all these years. <laughs> this is the moment for him. So as the returning officer, here is my duty to tell you the results. They are in. The, the vote is now closed. A little bit like watching someone on repeat. If you do vote now, you'll be charged, but your vote won't be counted. Uh, the eyes to the left have 78% of the votes. The nose to the right, 22% of the votes, which means the eyes have it. They do think popcorn chicken is indeed a size. <laughs> Get oh. in there! Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I almost feel like becoming the Nicola Sturgeon of deep fried food and asking for a second referendum on you this. You would be a main moaner. <laughs> a main moaner, <laughs> that's it, that's what I am. Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
uh, an idea for the show came to me in the middle of the night last night, OK? It was almost like a, a visitation. It was that profound. Uh, let me explain. I'm currently learning uh, to speak French, trying to learn to speak French. Just been on a French holiday, did a bit of linguaphone and uh, Duolingo, which a lot of people here uh, on Absolute Radio recommended, which is great. So I'm slowly getting there. But the thing that kind of shocked me the most was uh, all I had left in the locker from my GCSE French days is one phrase. <laughs> Out of, like, what was it, three years? <clears throat> I had one phrase. And the one French phrase I've got is J'ai joué au foot avec mes amis. Which I think is, I play football with my friends. I was hoping it was going to mean that. That's literally it. That's all I've got left over. And I think, you know, you speak to anyone right now, despite the amount I've sat through countless French lessons at school, you kind of end up with one phrase. Have you got one phrase that you got left over, Richie? Uh, J'aimerais manger du poulet. Oh, is this something to do with pep, uh, pop, popcorn chicken? I like to eat some chicken. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, it would be, wouldn't it? There's no question about whether it's a side or anything in there. Emma, have you got one like phrase left over from? Yeah, I like to, to greet people with um, "Je m'appelle Emma, j'habite dans la maison avec quatre chambres." What's quatre chambres? Four bedrooms. Got a four bedroom house. I live in a four bedroom house. Check, check you out, showing off <laughs> with how many bedrooms you got. So look, everyone's got this thing going on, and I thought, what about this? What about creating a uh, French radio drama? Uh, which is made up entirely of people's single remaining French lines they've got left over from GCSE French. This is a far more feasible idea than people may at first think. We yes. have, we talk about our boss, Paul. We sometimes give him a hard time. He's actually very empowering. He's encouraging the presenters here at Absolute Radio at the moment to put together their, their own sort of new radio shows. There's one tonight, Woodstock at 50, yeah. uh, that debuts on Absolute Radio this evening at 9 o'clock. Claire Sturgis celebrating half a century since Woodstock. Written the theme tune, singing the theme tune, Sturge yeah. this evening so as well. So putting this together, you know, he, may, he, might, he might like this. He, he sent out an email specifically asking for submissions for things that he could commission as programmes. Yeah. A one-off French radio drama where every line is made up with the final remaining piece of GCSE French you got in your head. I think you have been hit by genius in the night. And we need a name for it. Anyone got a good name for what we could call this? Imagine this is it's something to be on in the middle of the day. Little French word. Oh. Um, Sa no. Salut. Yes, salut. Yes, salut. Like a textbook. Mine was called Avantage. Avantage. <laughs> Maybe we call it Avantage. I love Avantage. Uh, Rosie in Brentwood says, question every Monday, answer every Monday in class was, je regarde le film de Monty Python. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a bit of English phrasing in there. Charlie's phrase would be, où est la piscine, which is where it's the swimming pool. A test from Dorchester says, my line would be, il ne fait de pas brouillard, which I seem to remember means, it is not foggy. <laughs> Excellent. We could work that in. <laughs> no name attached to this, but it needs to be in there. Je voudrais un glass of chocolat, which I think is chocolate ice chocolate cream. Chocolate ice cream, yeah. a great end to our drama. Yeah. Paul says, uh, I did German instead of French. Perhaps there could be a lost German tourist, using my only phrase, Garadeus undan links, which is straight on and to the left. <laughs> Maybe if we get commissioned, that could be an episode two. Thanks very much for that, Paul. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Here is the debut of the pilot of the brand new French drama, Avantage. Coming up next on Absolute Radio, it's the final instalment of Avantage. Bonjour, Richie. Bonjour, André. J'ai joué à foot avec mes amis. Oh, j'aimerais manger du poulet. Bonjour, Bush. Bonjour, Richie. Bonjour, Bonjour Tess. Tess. Il ne fait pas de brouillard. 
Bonjour Bush, bonjour Richie. Ah, bonjour, bonjour Chris. Ouvre la fenêtre. Cashier number four, please. Bonjour, Bush. Bonjour, Richie. Bonjour, Rosie. Je regarde le film de Monty Python. What about that? We thought we'd end on a bit of a cliffhanger. If it's good enough for EastEnders, it's good enough for us. What a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. Now, you may not be gifted in linguistics, so... I think that's quite clear. (laughs) A little bit of a translation for those who couldn't follow. Uh, What we would do, obviously, if this was made as a regular thing by Absolute Radio, uh, Avantage, we'd release a PDF each week with the words on it. (laughs) Uh, I play football with my friends. I want to eat some chicken. Then I think the doorbell rang. Yeah. It's not foggy round here, so the next character. <laughs> cool. Brilliant info. I think then Chris demanded the window being opened. <laughs> then I watched the film Monty Python. If our boss Paul listens to this, there's no way he can't commission it. Watch this space, folks. Watch this space. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. The uh, reviews are coming in for our new French drama, Avantage. <laughs> Kieran says Trebienne, four stars. Hey, that's really, really good. Watch this space. In fact, I think Trebienne is, is very good. Very, very good. Now, a return. Oh. <laughs> Instant. As soon as I hear the noise, it makes me angry. <laughs> After the joy of the, the French play to the uh, the smiling giraffe, this uh, this kid's toy. Uh, it's my son's toy. Well, it was. didn't play with it, play with it anymore. It's a, a smiling giraffe on a weebling bottom and it sings the first line of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and never gets anywhere further past that. It's outstaying its welcome, isn't it, that thing? Well, it's outstaying its welcome in my house and I don't want it to go to anyone else's house because it's ruined the last 18 months of my life. It doesn't need to be inflicted on anyone else. Uh, I've recycled many toys. This one's not going to be. So in terms of... Uh, creative ways to get rid of it we were kind of fairly set on allowing uh, a builder to pour concrete on top of it weren't we that was like that had got us going we're thinking it was, yeah it brilliant. was a really compelling grisly end uh, that was put to us yesterday and I could I could really see this giraffe heading that way slowly sinking into the concrete we were kind of end gaming a little bit thinking that'll, that'll look and sound great singing while he went singing whilst he went god bless him and then we had a, a tweet in from a lovely listener called Adele who said that you can't be so cruel to the giraffe and she would be willing to take the giraffe in to her home and look after it. Which gives us a bit of a dilemma and a problem, doesn't it? It is. It's like one of those old cartoons with uh, with the devil and the angel on evil, even shoulders, and you decide which way to go. Yeah. So, what are we going to do with it? Which way do we go? I, I, I put it out there that we have a 24-hour moratorium on this. OK. And at this point in tomorrow's show, as we head into the weekend, the fate is decided. So the question is... I mean, listen to it. You are twinkled. Why just put the first line of the song? It's so annoying. And not even, not even voice it right. Just listen carefully. It sounds like it's like stinker, stinker, little star. I don't know what it's all about. That, for me, has got the sound of a haunted house. <laughs> a, a red ball rolling into the centre of an empty hallway. So do you really want to re- rehome that yeah. with Adele? Or does it go under a brand new patio... With Jack. Uh, With great power comes great responsibility. Choose wisely. Absolute Radio.
They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you listen to this radio station regularly, you might have opinions as to uh, what all of us are like. You might think, oh, he's, uh, he's probably quite a negative person. He's quite a positive person. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite a, a forward-looking person. More positive than you might imagine. Okay. Uh, so yesterday evening, as we're halfway through the week, I'm already looking forward to the weekend. I you're start... a pl- I'd say you're a planner. I am a planner. You're a that planner. That is something I very much am. But something I was doing last night, I do actually need to ask you the question as to whether what I do is is normal behaviour <laughs> or, or whether this is a little bit too detailed. So the kids are on some camp at the moment okay. uh, down sort of Swanage Way, the Purbex. Oh, you should go on holiday down that way. Lovely, lovely part of the world. That's Hopefully lovely. they're having a good time. I've got to go and pick them up Saturday morning. Yep. It's going to be a long drive. It is. It's miles away, Swanage. It is miles away. It's 315 miles away. Oh, my word. Well, sorry, it's a round trip from my house yeah. to go and pick them up and then back... It's a 315-mile round trip. It's a big old Saturday drive going on. And what I was doing last night was working out how much petrol I need to put in the car for that trip. Why, why would you do that, though? Why wouldn't you just... You just drive, and then when you start to run out of petrol, the little light comes on, fill up. I'd, my point is, I believe it's more effective to drive with the exact amount of fuel that you need in there. How, why do you think that's more effective, though? Well, because otherwise you're carrying extra fuel, and it's going to make the car... Less economical. All right, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? That's what it is. Is this like uh, ounces in it in terms of fuel economics? There is an element of that's what the Formula One teams do at the weekend. Yeah, because they don't want to be carrying extra stuff. They just want to go fast. Well, I would say a more important reason is that you don't want to be caught out by an expensive petrol station, so you preempt it by going to your local cheap petrol station. Emma is correct. Oh, you two have made one up of those, one of those one of those occasions <laughs> something we agree on. Where we agree. <laughs> so what I did, this this is the length to what I went to. I researched the closest petrol station that was cheap and that was 129 pence per litre for the petrol. Wow. I worked out it's 315 miles. So that journey is going to cost me 48 pounds 67. This is like Scrooge maths. Isn't it? <laughs> it's not Scrooge Miser maths. maths. I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like um, a, a Tory MP who, who doesn't know what we're like the, the price of a pint of milk. But I've never known what any of the numbers mean on uh, in terms of petrol prices. So you'll just go to any petrol Anywhere. station willy nilly and pay. I don't know. Well, I don't even know. I've always put the same amount in. So if anything, petrol prices haven't changed for me because I always put thirty quid in. Which is an astonishing. <laughs> it's inflation beating. It's an astonishing admission. <laughs> the other question. Very basic. The other question that I wondered is: Do the kids appreciate how much it's costing to pick them up from camp? Well, see, I've got. I've never had any idea about the price of. You just think, oh, we'll drive. It's cheaper. But they've never worked it out. Forty-eight pounds sixty-seven each. I'm tempted to charge them twenty-four pounds each. <laughs> At the end Just of the journey, picked up from camp. <laughs> Maybe they can share the share the cost on on some kind of app at the end. But I, I would never do. Genuinely, would never. This is blowing my mind because I never plan ahead like this. Have you noticed room. that you're now getting less for your thirty pounds than than you might have been ten years ago? I just thought the car was getting a bit older. <laughs> <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I only ever need one person to agree with me and I feel vindicated. Oh, right. Is that is that the kind of threshold? Although I do feel like I'm still searching for that one person at the moment, but it's it's early doors. So I've, <laughs> I've held my hands up and said that I've calculated exactly how much petrol I need to put in the car for my round trip to Dorset and back at the weekend. To pick your children up. From the camp <laughs> that they've been on. Yes, it's £48.67. Uh, some comments coming in about, a lot of comments coming about this. Uh, Joe in Holbeach says, Richie, as tight as the proverbial duck's bottom, charging the kids to bring them home, indeed. <laughs> no, I, 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 I talked about what it would be if I was to <laughs> split the petrol cost for them. Joe, I do get that a little bit. Uh, you were saying that kids have got no idea sometimes about the cost of things. It's good that's, that's for them was, to know. Yeah, that's all I was wondering. Just they, they need to know how much this, this has cost. Uh, just don't, don't add stuff on if they want to nip out and get uh, like a, a drink from a service station. Yeah. Put it on the meter. Uh, this, is, this text is interesting. It says, Richie never was good at maths. £48 for 114 miles. What's he driving? A tank? <laughs> is that the maths you were going with? I don't think they listen probably. It's 315 miles. OK, fair so enough. it's far more effective. It's uh, £128... Uh, no, £1.28 per litre. That's what I did. OK, on. so the, the way this would kind of penny drop for me and make me kind of get involved a little bit is if you can show this in terms of how much the overall saving is. So if you can save some big cash, then fair enough, I'd be, I'd be up for getting involved in this. I have the website that I used up in front of me. OK. So it was, it was £48.36 for £1.29. If I put it into £1.35... Bit more expensive fuel pump. As oh, so this is the price of fuel you're talking about here. Yeah. Okay. okay. So if it was one pound thirty-five, more expensive. Yeah. Uh, the total petrol cost is fifty pounds ninety-one. So as a, compared to, um, if it was one pound twenty-nine, and so it'd be a two pound saving. Two two pound saving. Correct. <laughs> so you got all this up and all this faff taken up all of last night, and you're saving yourself two quid. I'd rather just give the money over. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, just my, I'd rather just uh, give the two quid over. All adds up. Does it? In the long run? <laughs> Look after the pennies, as they say. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, a lot of stuff coming back in about this. Leon High Wickham says, Bush, there's a couple of things about Richie and his fuel calculations. Number one, it's a car you drive. It needs fuel just to fill up. Two, if he calculated the expenses per child for the trip, what else is he going to tot up? Hot water cost per inch in the bath, individual fish finger expense. But he has a small washing line in the kitchen that he hangs tea bags on for multiple usage. People have taken my words the wrong way. <laughs> the wrong way. Uh, like this one is. Richie's method is more risky than he thinks. There's too many variables that can affect his fuel economy. He could end up falling short of his final destination, thus entitling his children to a refund. I don't want to sound like Kevin Keegan, but I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Home time, it's not home time. It's That's taken the first four one days. Of the week. It's taken four days. I'm stressed. People have been on at me at being a tightwad, and this is what happens. It's your fault. <laughs> pushed him to the edge, folks. You pushed him to the edge. Oh, no repeat guarantee. That's definitely coming up at nine o'clock. I know that much for certain. <laughs> he love it. Oh, so angry. It was going to happen to one of us. I'm having to write the day down on my hands, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one to talk. Dave's back in two weeks. All right. So look, we've been talking about the fact that uh, Richie's been tolling up how much it's going to cost for him to go and pick his kids up from 
from this mm. camp and back. And and it seems in terms of the stuff we got back from you lot that a hell of a lot, hell of a lot of you, particularly parents, spend a lot of your times driving people around like some kind of taxi service. Yep. Whether you're dropping off at clubs or uh, for dinner dates, play dates, that kind of thing, cinema trips. I think what would be fairer. And for final clarification of what we've been talking about the last half hour, I'm not going to charge them for the journey. Of back course from, he's not. Back from Swanage, you won't do that. I love them. Just put it in a direct debit. <laughs> <laughs> however, 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 there are things that go on in the back of the car that I do think are chargeable. That's right. So you might have... I remember a lot when we were doing journeys with my parents and they were driving us around. My, my mum or my dad would, would frequently threaten to stop pull over and make us get out. Yeah. Or we'll turn around and say, we're going to turn around. And basically, what we thought would be an interesting thing to do is, wouldn't it be amazing just to kind of get back at your kids as we head towards the end of these summer holidays, to have some kind of a price list where, you know what they do in a taxi? They pull the sun visor down mm-hmm. and they've got the prices there. Yeah, yeah. Just charge your kids at the end with some stuff that they've been winding you up with. Maybe maybe there's some kind of like a, a tariff of different prices. Could I, could I get us going with uh, a pound a child for mucky hands on the uh, on the rear windows. Bane of the new car's life, that, Hate isn't it? it? Hate it. Uh, we could add in some form of extra charge if they've been arguing about whose side of the seat they're on. Me, me and my brother used to have a demilitarised zone between the, the, the pair of us in the back if he was putting his leg on my side. Or an argument about who's sitting in the front. Sitting in the front. Oh, or sitting I in the middle, if you're one of three. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh. Sitting in the middle. So seat, maybe we could caveat that as seating positional arguments. And we could have a different list of uh, yeah, charges yeah, yeah. for that. So if you'd like to add anything to this, and we're going to make this up so you can print it off from our website and our Facebook page. And then it's law. It's law and stick mm. it to the back of your sun visor and then surprise your kids at the end of a journey in the next couple of days. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, ben has, has gone with a great one. He says £2.50 for melted chocolate in the seat. Another <laughs> yeah. bugbear of mine. Uh, and I tell you, no matter what valet you go to, no matter whether it's a posh run or like some deserted forecourt with people swarming over it, never comes out. It stays forever, doesn't it? never comes out. So I'm with you on that one, Ben. Uh, And Dan Groves says uh, some kind of fine for, this is quite harsh, but it's true, incorrect spelling in a game of I Spy. It took me forever to guess cat size with a K. My my eldest daughter's terrible for that. (laughs) Like, words like, why? Those two words don't even go together. (laughs) Sean, when I was a kid, we we had a a knife as a kid, like, you know, a little joke pen knife thing, right? Doesn't surprise me. And we're mucking around. I think, genuinely, I think we were sat in a pub car park, me and my brother, whilst my parents were in the pub uh, and I accidentally put the knife and I was mucking around with it through the back of my dad's seat no all the fabric and he went oh. ballistic <laughs> and I think back in the 80s that would have been a fine now that would probably be 70 or 80 pounds how do you accidentally put a knife through the back of a car seat? I think I was just waving it at my brother that's life in Devon before you're growing up uh, Paisley says uh, I would levy a five pound fine on the are we nearly there yet that's a good yeah. one. It's a good one, yeah. And James and Jody add in, uh, kick in the front seat, that's a fine. And this is a very niche one, crinkling plastic water bottles. You know that way they, they scrunch them when they're drinking them? Yeah, you'd find some kickback on that because if you make it smaller, then it's easier to recycle. But I know what they mean. Do you know what I mean? It's still a bit annoying. Uh, Graham's on the phone. Graham, what are we going with? It's got to be 10p per mile for use of the USB uh, charging socket. Graham, that is such a good shout. It's a bugbear of mine how stretching it through from the back for the kids <laughs> just to charge a phone or tablet, it knackers the lead. 
and fighting over who's had it for enough time. So you two almost want to build people like uh, uh, the modern internet cafe. Like yeah, 10p for a page of paper, 20p for the USB. Mate, that's what cars have become. They are. Absolutely. And also, the other the other really misdemeanour is there's a £50 fine and immediate eviction for anyone who's sitting in the front seat who takes their shoes and socks off and puts their feet on the dashboard. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> immediate eviction. Immediate eviction and £50 fine for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, someone says here, if you think chocolate is bad getting out of car seats, try getting glitter out with a hoover. <laughs> it's a great shout. There's something glam about it and also incredibly frustrating. A dash in Teesside says £10 fine for asking or changing radio stations. Golden rule, the driver picks the music, passenger shuts their cake hole. Roger in Oakham, one other one that really gets me. Fine for windows open whilst aircon is on. Oh. That's something that... It, that's not just limited to kids. Do you know, I, Adults I don't get that either. genuinely would like a, a paragraph that I can cut out and laminate so I can just hand it into the back to my, my eldest daughter because she doesn't believe me that the air conditioning doesn't work if you've got the window open. What bugs me is when you get in the car, and anyone could say this, you, could, you, you, you have the whole, uh, I'm just going to have the window open until the aircon kicks in. Well, <laughs> the aircon's not going to kick in while the window's open, right? Exactly. So just put the window up. Get it laminated and hand it over. Uh, keep them coming because we are putting this thing together. We, we should have it up and running in the next half an hour so you can print it out and keep it yourselves. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. We welcome to the show the host of Sky Cinema, Mr. Alex Zane. Hello, Bush. Hello, Richie. How, How you are doing? we? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Lovely to be here with you, gentlemen. Uh, what, what a great job to. Would you describe your job as you review movies? Or you, are you doing a lot of time watching movies? Just a little insight into your life, Alex. Oh, okay. Let me pull back the curtain. I spend a lot of time in my pajamas on my sofa watching movies, uh, which is ridiculous as a job. I realise that, but yet yeah, very enjoyable. Except when it's not a very good movie and you wake up and there's a cold piece of pizza stuck to your chest. What's <laughs> <laughs> the downside? But you're still on your sofa in your PJs, so yeah, even if days. it's a bad one, who cares? So sometimes, so if you if you have to review them and you end up having to watch quite a few of them, does that take the does that take the fun out of it a little bit? You got this kind of chain of movies you got to get through. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I don't review them as much as I used to anymore. But when I was doing three in a row on a Monday, I always used to feel sorry for the third movie because you do get film fatigue. I yeah. know it's ridiculous and it should not be a problem. <laughs> and I do really love. The fact that my job is watching movies, but you get to a point where you're just like, I just, is this part of the first movie? I thought we were in space. Why is this bear talking? Did it become a cartoon? Can you cheat like you used to do with A levels and GCSC where you can get a, read a synopsis? Can you do that? <laughs> I mean, you could, but you could if, do. if you get found out, <laughs> you're in big trouble. I mean, literally, they still put your head on a spike on the Tower of London. It's not a joke. High stakes. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get too confused with what movie is what, what is today's movie of the day? Today's movie of the day, which premieres on Scar Cinema tomorrow, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, is that how you say it? That we were is, struggling with this. Yeah, Grindelwald is how I've been officially told by Warner Brothers it is pronounced, despite the fact that I personally prefer Grindelwald. Ah, <laughs> is he Grindelwald? Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, the sequel to the first Fantastic Beasts movie, which was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's part of a series that J.K. Rowling 
is setting in the Wizarding World, the same world as Harry Potter. This is the second of a potential five movies. And while the first movie was a very standalone film which introduced Newt's commander, Eddie Redmayne's character, this one dips much more into the Harry Potter universe insofar as, and this got Harry Potter fans very excited in the lead-up to its release, we get to go back to Hogwarts. Oh, right. wow. Return yeah. to Hogwarts. We do, yeah. With uh, Albus Dumbledore, we meet a young Albus Dumbledore played with a mischievous smile by Jude Law, who's very, very good in it. And yeah, it's a great, fun movie. So it's a sequel to the first one, but would people in any way say it's a prequel to the Harry Potter stuff? Very much so. Yeah, the first film wasn't so much, but this one, absolutely. We get many, many, many Easter eggs for Harry Potter aficionados, Ooh. and there's links that are starting to form. And I think by the end, the final film is going to be set in 1945, where Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, <laughs> goes head-to-head with Albus Dumbledore, and that's going to be the climax. So I think at that point, it's going to be very much connected to the Harry Potter universe. So has the Harry Potter universe uh, gone through anything like, say, Marvel or whatever way? You know, you get like sometimes competing actual plots or... Do you know what I mean? And they, have to, yeah. they almost have to resolve themselves because one will overlap on the other. Do well, you know what I mean? yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean, but I think, I, I guess the Marvel universe does it very well because Endgame was just a phenomenon. I think we can all agree on that. It really managed to wrap up the whole Marvel universe up until this point. So we were rewarded for all the time we've spent since, what was it, 2008, mm. I think, where yeah. Iron Man came out to Endgame this year. And it's, it's great. This isn't so much uh, as interlinked as that because the time periods are so different. But it is sort of building a universe, world building, I guess you'd call it. I think this is time for me to sit down and read the books. Which have you read the books, Harry Potter books? I read the first one and I, <laughs> I didn't get any further than that. <laughs> but then I went on to the movies and ridiculously I've seen every movie other than the last one. Really? So You've I... not seen Deathly <laughs> what? Who would do that to themselves? <laughs> me. So I've not read the final book and I've not seen the final movie. So I might be the only person who, for me, the end of Harry Potter is still a spoiler. Right. Love it. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, you right now could be thinking, damn, that Voldemort won. He managed to win. That was unexpected. Alex wants to walk now from this whole feature. Why am I working with these amateurs? No, I do get it, though. Weirdly, I only read one Harry Potter book. I've seen all the films, including the last one. It's <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I did read one book. I read The Prisoner of Azkaban, and I read it, and then I watched the film, and despite everyone saying that's probably one of the best Harry Potter films, I enjoyed it the least because I was constantly going, they left that bit out of the book, that bit's not in it, that bit's great in the book. And so I stopped reading them so I could enjoy the films uh, without sort of complaining about what was left out. Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) You can watch it uh, from tomorrow night on Sky Cinema. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. Alex Zane, our, our man from Sky Cinema, is still with us. Hello. Good to have you on board. Uh, we are looking at the fantastic options on Sky Cinema this coming week. What film has kind of stood out for you, Alex? So I have come up with a rather tenuous link for this, which I hope you'll appreciate, because mm. we were just talking about the crimes of Grindelwald. We or were Wald, indeed. Or Vild, or Built, or whatever. It was the second movie in the... Fantastic Beast series, so I've picked the second movie 
in the original Star Wars trilogy. Ah. Yes. The Empire Strikes Back. I'll let you breathe that in. It's what a, a movie. It's the greatest Star Wars film, I believe. I believe so now. As a child, though, I don't know how you feel about this. I love the start of Empire Strikes Back. I love the battle yeah. on Hoth with the Atat Walkers and the Snow Speeders and the Harpoons. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. As a child, I never enjoyed the end because it ends on such a downer. Which is quite unusual for a kind of a, a kids type movie at that time to be, you know, have Han Solo in Carbonite right. at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm going to play the part here of uh, somebody who is engrossed in their uh, their spreadsheet. They've just logged in at work. Remind us the end of that. Well, like we said, it is Han Solo is frozen in Carbonite. It's that beautiful moment where Princess Leia goes, I love you. And he comes up with that improvised line, I know. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> a little bit arrogant, but fair enough. It's Han Solo. And then he gets frozen in carbonite and taken off by Boba Fett to Jabba's Palace, which is how Jedi starts. Which, Jedi for me, as a kid, and I'm saying this and I'm holding my hands up and I know people are going to go, with the Ewoks. Yeah. Yes, with the Ewoks. <laughs> that was my favourite movie as a kid because it's a big, happy ending and that's what I wanted. But the weirdest thing is, when you, I think when you go back to Return of the Jedi, that for me is one of the weaker ones now. When you look at, when you look at the Ewoks, it's little people in suits and stuff like that. It seems very Jim Henson, the whole thing. Yes, but did the Ewoks get a breakout cartoon series? Yes, they mm, did. That's a yeah. good point. I can't argue with a breakout cartoon and series. two spin-off movies. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good So Chief, who's Chief laughing Chirper. now? Yeah. Chief Chirper, I eat my words. <laughs> yeah, I know. A great theme tune to the Ewoks cartoon. Didn't it go something like, Where the E, 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 Ewoks? <laughs> And then something else. I might have actually no. taken another TV show and put the Ewoks into it. Alex, no, I don't think you have. I couldn't have dredged it up, but I think you are right. Really? I think you're right. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to have to dredge it out and find it. <laughs> and what do, just very quickly, what, what's your view? I, I was talking recently about um, maybe getting rid of, just deleting the, the three prequels that they made and starting again. What's your view on that, Alex? I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> and I have tried. Weirdly, now, in hindsight, I think The Phantom Menace might be the best one. A Attack of the Clones I wasn't a huge fan of and yeah. uh, the Revenge of the Sith is, isn't is bad. I do like what's happening now though. You've got The Force Awakens which I thought was great and I love the fact that J.J. Abrams is back in the director's chair because, I mean, a good reason to watch Empire Strikes Back is in preparation for the final Star Wars movie in this modern trilogy, The Last Jedi, which comes out at Christmas. Can't yeah. wait. It's almost like Lucas had the film's taken off him the way you might have a child taken away from you if you're <laughs> not completely <laughs> capable of looking after it. Uh, right, should play a little he's game? Still, he, he still wants input from afar. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's his maintenance. <laughs> Stop sending emails and letters for crying out loud, George. Uh, should we play a little game? Let's do this. Should we play sure. a little game? Uh, now, so, producer Adam's little nephew is called... Oscar. Oscar and uh, he... Hello, Oscar. Hello, Oscar. He is six years old. Uh, and every week, basically, he's going to describe three of his favourite films. But there is jeopardy here, all oh. right? You have to guess what those three films are. If you can correctly guess what the three films are, uh -huh. Oscar is off to the zoo. OK, so, wow, this is Big a pressure. lot of pressure. Yeah. Big pressure, Alex. OK, Oscar is... does not get the trip to the zoo, should there be a failure? Okay, so uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you, Spider-Man. Here's number one. An evil man goes around the galaxy, killing people and collects all the stones. The heroes can't help. Ooh. Um, I am going to go with the... I mean, it could theoretically be one or two movies, but I'm going to go with Avengers Infinity War is what Oscar was describing there. Here we go. It's Avengers Infinity War. Yes. <laughs> so I think Oscar's uh, successfully got to the bus stop now to go to the zoo. <laughs> well done, Oscar. Here we go. Second question in for you, Alex. A hero saves the world from a 
person who worked for Iron Man. Okay, someone Tricky one. saves the world for a person who worked for Iron Man. It's mm. kind of a, a, an employment tribunal type issue. <laughs> right, I can see that. I mean, this sounds like something that the HR department <laughs> at Stark Industries should be handling. Um, it could be, It's an well, it's an Iron Man movie, I'm guessing. It could be one of two movies, because uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, let me hear, can I hear Oscar one more time? Yes. The hero saves the world from a person who worked for Iron Man. Alex taking this very seriously. Put his head over his ear, hands over his earphones just to hear it really, a bit better there. Really, Oscar, I mean, you've thrown me a curveball here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I feel like I should know it. It feels like something like an Iron Man movie. I want to say Iron Man 3, but I don't know if the Mandarin or Guy... Uh, we're going to have to press you for an answer. Can I have a clue? Come on. I want Oscar to go to the zoo. Throw me a clue here. I don't think it's an Iron Man movie. Okay. <laughs> There's a clue. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Here we go. It is Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. I'm, I'm going to throw this in here. I think, well, I'm not disagreeing with Oscar, because <laughs> <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> Um, it works for Age of Ultron as well because Ultron, and I'm I'm helping you get to the zoo, Oscar. Yeah. Ultron was a creation of Tony Stark, and the heroes have to defeat Ultron. So, yeah, well, maybe, maybe on a well, technicality, we'll take it to the final one. The polls panel have convened, and they've decided yes, they're going to award that point it on a technicality. Hinge. All hinges on this final one on the technicality. Here we go, Oscar, take it away. A man gets a lot of strange people together and gets them to dance and sing. Um, a lot of strange people, people together. together. I can't believe you've shown Oscar magic mic. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess, what, the full Monty? Let's have a look. It's the greatest showman. Oh, oh, so near but so far. Well, do you know what, Alex? You're going to be back next week. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, stripping the men on his mind holidays, all the time. Still got time to get to the zoo. Maybe it's yeah. next week for Oscar. I realise now that the full Monty was a strange suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Oscar? The zoo's overrated anyway. It's depressing. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. Good to see you, my friend. There's so many brilliant things on Sky Cinema for you to check out during the course of the week. And this weekend, it's Alex Zane. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we are very proud to announce that our Bush and Richie's parental taxi price tariff of different fines you can find your kids during the remainder of this school holidays is now on our Facebook page for you to download, cut out and stick to the back of your sun visor. You helped us put this together. They're the rules that we all agreed. Presented to the kids in paper form, they can't argue. Uh, we're getting so many texts in from parents about different things they would like to jokingly find their kids for. We might have to come back to this. Rohan, for example, says, when I get into my car, my phone automatically connects to hand-free system. The other day, I'm driving down the road with my 10-year-old son, and the phone rings, and I answer it, and it's his mate ringing to see if he wants to play Fortnite. <laughs> what is going on? So many fines, so little oh, space on the back of our rate card. Incredible. Download it now. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Thank you for being on this crazy journey over the past, well, how many hours? Four. Four, I've checked. 
Um, More crazy hours. <laughs> uh, it is the last song from us, but it's by no means the last song on the No Repeat Guarantee. Nine to five, Monday to Friday, nothing repeated while you listen at work. We're back tomorrow at six. As we normally do the home time show on Absolute Radio, we're bringing a little bit of home time to breakfast tomorrow. A bit of razzmatazz. Uh, with our jukebox and 80s versus 90s. Two decades, head to head. Who wins? You decide. Have a think of a good song. If you're listening here on Absolute Radio, Leona's back from Flambard, so she'll be on the way next. <laughs> It's the podcast.